Who wants to tell you who wants a pot of coffee? I just make coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine. The new tropics for the brain. It's coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Everybody, welcome back to Java Chat. We got coffee with Mike here, and I get the wonderful, distinct pleasure of sitting down with Susan De Lorenzo. Susan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Mike. Thanks so much. Great to be here. Awesome, awesome. Uh, where, you're located where? I'm in Rhode Island, just outside of Providence. Oh my goodness, way out on the East Coast. How's the? Uh, did it start snowing yet? It's coming tonight. It's coming. Mike. Tonight. Yeah, eight oh. to twelve inches. Where oh, it is. <laughs> my husband's trying to fire up the snowblower, yeah, see if exactly. we actually works. <laughs> right. Like, test it now, dear. Test it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm like. I'm glad I live in the high desert. It's just high enough that it stays cool, but not. Well, then we did get snow just recently, so I guess I can't say that. But maybe not too much, though, huh? Uh, not on my side of town. It's it happens up on the higher end, which is fine by me. I'm good with that. That's good. Mm -hmm. Susan, what do you do? Where are you from? Give us a little bit of history about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like to start off by saying that I'm a survivor of invasive breast cancer whose marriage fell apart right afterwards. Goodness gracious. It, it landed me the one-two <clears throat> punch into a new life that Goodness. I wouldn't trade for anything. So that started me on the road to become a life coach, a speaker, a writer. I'm putting out a book uh, coming out next year called Pulling the Gems from Adversity. Nice. I'm all about leveraging whatever's happened, whatever your dark night of the soul is, your massive, uh, you know, brick upside the head, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, Most everybody has at least one or two. Right. And not using it as the reason you're staying in your story. So that's all about that. And that's very much, Mike, about what you and I are going to be talking about today, overcoming failure, not using failure as something that keeps you stuck in a story or in a place where you never go for it. You just are in a place where you think this is the worst thing that's ever happened and you don't even go for it anymore. How, how did how did the whole cancer thing start? I mean, that was, I mean, you're bumping along in life and all of a sudden, hey, you got cancer. I mean, what? how did that uh, all yeah. unfold? You know, it's funny. My mother is also a breast cancer survivor. I got it the same age that she was diagnosed and had even had the mastectomy on the same breast that she goodness. had. Goodness. It's just bizarre. Talk about a cop, carbon copy. Oh, goodness. my God. That was so wild. Not one I that I would little... want, of course, but I mean, no. holy cow. No. And I had a, uh, an 18-month-old baby boy at the time. and. What? uh yeah, so it was just a wild ride. <laughs> it was a wild ride that kicked me out of a life I was quite uh, resigned to and unhappy with. I wouldn't have told you that. If you had seen me walk into the office, walking into anything, a party, I looked as happy as heck. You know, I. Oh, sure. I, yeah, I, I had the game face. You know, I, I'd said, wow, you know, I made the bed, I got a lie in it. <laughs> All oh those goodness. things you say to keep yourself strong and going. And then cancer was like, everything you're feeling has to go somewhere. And it went right into my body in the form of cancer. This is my conviction on this. Mm -hmm. And and so it really was just that launch pad out of a life that I really was not happy in. 
What were and you doing I, back then? I mean, obviously you weren't a life coach at that point. What did no, you do? I call it my corporate cubicle job. I was oh. in the financial <laughs> industry and I worked with great people. I loved my people, but I was bored. I, I just was, you know, it's those golden handcuffs, the, the wage slave mm. feeling. Mm -hmm. And um, I, that's the other thing. It's not that uh, once I came right out of cancer, I got rid of the corporate job, but it led me on the path to really... Uh, analyzing my happiness. What yeah. do I want? A cancer was the wake up call. Guess what? You know, it's not a guaranteed life till you're 80 years old. And, and if you're lucky, you get a few more. Hey, guess what? I'm mortal. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? And um, cancer never shows up with a bouquet of roses. Let's just say it that no, way. No, no. So that was, that was the big, big wake up call. And I, from that moment, I got the clean, your cancer free uh, report. I was on a mission to make myself happy. And, and I started with my marriage. Mm. I said, wow, I got to get this thing back on track. Like we have to, but I'm going to bring it up. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> and it was at that point that my mate at the time, you know, I said, you know, we just got to get back to where we were. This is not working right now. And he's nodding his head as if he understands. And I'm, I'm expecting this. Yeah, Sue, I know what you mean. Um, and he said, actually, I need to live alone. Oh, geez. And Mike, at this time, I barely had any hair on my head. I'd only been a few months out of treatment. And I was like, come again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, you were saying. <laughs> you're saying. And uh, later, later that um, night, I, I ran up to the bathroom like, oh, I'm yelling at God. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Can I just have a year off for crying out loud? <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, no, I couldn't, I couldn't have a year off. And, um, and I started to go, whoa, hey, I think the idea of me not being married to this guy might be okay. <laughs> and what if there's something better all the way around for even both of us? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. he wasn't happy either. Yeah. So um, that was the journey I took. And I ended up um, maybe less than a year after he actually left um, the marital home. I met a great guy and didn't end up turning into a marriage, but it showed me, wow, this is what love feels like. This is what fun feels like. This is cool. You found the third one. They had that, that whole, that, I don't know if you've seen that article, but there's three kinds of love. There's the young love, which is the first love. Then there's uh -huh. the, I think it's the right love, but it's not right. And then there's the third love, which is the one that actually shows up and goes, oh, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, Mike, you just described it. That is exactly right. And that's the guy I'm married to now. That's awesome. And it's, you know, yeah, the second one was like, ah, it's almost <laughs> frenetic, you know, yippee, it's fun, it's good. And then this one was like, this was nice like for I, a couple of years, but I think we're good now. <laughs> no, no, this is not going to be it. Yeah. And then just having that guy who finally comes and um, puts his arms around you, like you feel like you're home. You know, that's where I'm at now. I think that's what everybody wants. But mm -hmm. for some weird reason, everybody's in a bloody rush to get it, and then they yeah. miss it. That's right. They're mm. taking up time with something that isn't it. But it doesn't mean we're not going to learn or grow from it. There's always something in every relationship, even if it's not this. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's, the, that's the fun part is this. what is it do you know that you don't want, you know, the not this um, and learning from that. I mean, again, we're, since we're talking about that and you, you, you went through, I can't imagine having to just have that happen. Sorry. Yeah. That to, to me, the, the, the old ego goes, wow, what a shit. But anyway, um, from cancer to divorce to what happened after that? 
Yeah, then I lost a job a few no, not right away. But I'm here to say no matter Ladies what and gentlemen, it, the hits just keep coming. Woo. I actually in my book have talked about resilience because it's not like I gave at the office with cancer and divorce and now I'm scot-free for the rest of my life and nothing ever happening. I mean, I got pneumonia a year later, a tree fell on my house, almost hit the front door. Um and then, yeah. I, so, I, some, somewhere in this, I'm hearing Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles from Whose Line Is It Anyway doing a, <laughs> doing a skit on this whole thing that you're laying you, out you here because it's like, oh, jeez. Yeah, there was a lot of questioning going on. Like, I bet <laughs> there was. Just like <laughs> a tree at my front door. I wonder what that means. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Now what? Now what? Exactly. Um, oh, my God. I'll tell you, the ultimate was not listening to what I knew to be true. Like, remember I said I was bored mm -hmm. in that job? Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Um, same with my marriage. I got kicked out of the marriage. I got kicked out of the job. And, um, and it led me to um, just being on a Facebook page that said, would you like to be a speaker, a teacher, a coach? And meanwhile, I've been starting this book over and over again, Mike. Mm. And I said, yeah. And I clicked on it and I spoke to somebody, you know, who works with a a certification program mm -hmm. and I knew I wanted to do it and it scared me <laughs> that's how you know Mike. that's how you know that's yep. how you know yeah and um a long story short then I I got another job another corporate cubicle job <clears throat> and um and and then started doing coach certificate certification mm -hmm. got that started coaching clients while doing this job building up my website writing blogs starting to go on uh, podcasts. Mm -hmm. And then after all of that, I saw I had an outline for an even better book. I wanted to write the, I can't believe this all happened to me book, which was the first book. <laughs> that was, this, that's, that's called a mental dump. That's that easy. was my mental dump. <laughs> that's exactly it. And then guess what? And then, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. So this oh, one is a and teaching then and then book. And then, yeah. and then, and then, and then, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yes. But so you, so you, out of all of that, all of a sudden a new outline forms and you're, you're taking a look at it from the standpoint of there's a structure. There's a, how I mean, yes. what, what changed? There's gold in them hills. Ah, <laughs> nice. And that is the message of this book I, I'm, I've got going on is pulling the gems from adversity in that muck and the mud and all of that mm -hmm. are insights, wisdom, self-reflection. So you don't want to leave. Yeah, we want to, you know, head for the hills as soon as we can when crummy things like cancer are over right? and divorce. But you're missing an absolutely great opportunity. So you're not going to keep the house, you know, the tree on the house and everything mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are, are bad things going to still happen? Yeah. It's who you become in the process that makes it like, I want to say, you know, water off a duck's back, but almost like that where it's like, okay, I got what I need to handle whatever comes my way now. And for me, it was learning who I was at work, in the marriage. Who am I? I had the worst self-esteem. Mm. I was everybody's pleaser. I didn't even know the word um, codependent. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. I learned yeah. that one too. Yeah. 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 I grew up in a home with a depressed parent and I met a guy just very much, probably even a little worse than this. And that I just inserted myself like a puzzle piece. Sure. Oh, sure. But I knew I never had to do that again when I saw my part in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to be that 
person anymore. I could be that person for me and what was important to me. I think a lot of people yeah. miss that part, you know, when, when they're, when they're in that position. I know I, I did. I was in a, in a relationship that was like that. You were. And, and it was, it was one of those deals that took me about two and a half, three years to finally look back and go, well, that was kind of dumb. I shouldn't have done that. I mean, that was, that was a worthless shot. I mean, both of us are good people. Right. But we both ended up becoming codependent because of the situations in our life that were going it's, on at the we're time. We're fitting those patterns. We're yeah, just it was a total, total pattern. pattern. It was a total yeah. pattern. And it's like, again, it took like three years to, to figure it out. But once it did, I was like, ooh, yeah, should probably not do that again. Um, and since right. then, just, just not, you know, if I see a situation like that, it's kind of like, mm, no. <laughs> oh yeah red flag yeah <laughs> well, what happens to people mike who don't don't look at themselves what do we see happen they end up in the same bloody relationship with a different face you know different they're dating a different face but they're both playing these similar parts mm -hmm. again mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. you we can see it in other people a lot more easier than we can see it in ourselves and that's where i think big work and why I do the work of life coaching is we look at ourselves so we can stop the old play and put it on a better platform mm -hmm. that's going to take us somewhere mm -hmm. and really make us feel, I want to say expansive or alive, you know, mm -hmm. not uh, same stuff, different day. It's so interesting that humans have eyes that can judge the world, but cannot judge themselves. I heard it's that once from a, a, yeah. a mentor once. It's like, if you could take your eyes out and turn them around, what would you see? Right? It's like, we're in the frame of the picture. We can't see it. Exactly. We're in the frame. That would be the point of having a coach. That would be the point of having a mentor or somebody, at least some uh, an honest friend that can oh, call yeah. you out on your shit when you happen to be portraying it. You know, it's, it's um, I have a couple of good friends like that, by the way. Yeah, um, we need them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got to have at least one, you know, yeah. somebody that, that, you know, will let you talk. And then all of a sudden they'll look at you and go, you know, you're full of it, right? <laughs> Are you hearing what you're saying? Yeah. You, you know, that's full. Let of me shit, reflect right? that that's, back to you. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me, let me lay out what you just basically said. Blah, 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 bullshit, blah. <laughs> now, would you care you to put, rephrase all of that? <laughs> yeah, you put flowers all around it, but yeah, it's right there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it still stinks like poop, but it's that, you know, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. So you came, through, you came through all of that mm -hmm. and then obviously you, you found a new calling, which is awesome. Mm. Um, when you, when you, when you start, started doing this, what was that like that process of learning to be a life coach and the process of, oh. of, of facilitating people unpacking their shit <laughs> having to put well, it down as actual fertilizer instead exactly so i felt confident in what i knew especially from my experience and my training but mm -hmm. there's this real um comfort zone you're pushing out of right oh, yeah. i'm pushing out of mm -hmm. i'm speaking in public mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm doing workshops i'm i'm hopping on a radio show i'm writing i'm starting to write articles i never saw myself as a writer i was married to a writer i had friends who were writers so that meant i wasn't a writer and then finally somebody's saying no you're good yeah <laughs> I, gotta, like, gotta. I owned it i finally owned it and didn't worry i didn't have to please everybody i had a, a 
somebody in mind, and I know you do too, you have someone in mind that you're talking to. You can't talk to the whole world. I know I want to reach people who may have given up or think that this is as good as it gets. Oh, well, I tried and this, that's it. You know, that's my person. <laughs> I, I can tell you, I can tell you right now, that's the latest generation. Yeah. And, and the only, the, the only reason I say that is because I see it more and more. Um, Cause obviously like I have the agency, we work with interns and I've had a couple conversations with different ones. Um, and I've noticed that they're so in it. Mm-hmm. Obviously they're just beginning to get their life, you know, going. They're in school, they're in college, you know, finals just finished. Everybody's stressed out, et cetera, et cetera. And we don't know what life situations are also going on around that. Yeah. Um, but they're the ones that don't have the experience and wisdom that we do. And when I ask them questions around certain things, you know, the obvious, it goes blank. And I expect it a lot of times. When I ask a question that I don't get very many answers, I, you know, you have to poke and prod them. Yeah. A book like this, what you're, what you've written or about to release, or at least yeah. The kinds yeah, of things that you're coaching them on, these are the these are the pieces of wisdom that most people never grow up with. Um, it's just not a part of the the curriculum of of teaching, you know, about life. You know, I mean, even when we were growing up, you and I both, what we were what we were told as kids, you can't fail, you can't fail class, you can't fail, you get enough, you fail, no. you're failure no. in life, you're failure in this, and it's like, wow, dude, really? It's a lineage of poor beliefs yeah. and uh, patterns. Yeah. And we're, what else can we have to take it from until we're out there and, um, and we're on our own? You know, Mike, I have a very young client. I want to say she's like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. And how wise is this young lady to go and get a life coach right now? She just got the job of her dreams because she didn't let limit she wanted to we all do we Mm -hmm. believe in limitations we Mm -hmm. think well that's that's it stop sign but having a partner and believing like that at this age the wisdom that's come out of her mouth she went through quite a nasty high school experience and so forth Mm -hmm. that i think brought her to her knees to a point where um this has made her reach for you know the life preserver if you yeah. feel like you're drowning yeah. <clears throat> and um i i can't tell you the feeling i get when i see the lights go on right even mm. over a phone call mm. or somebody gets it and they're going for it and they know in my, in this case that i'm their partner in believing i know mm-hmm. what i know mm-hmm. and i see it in there you know mm-hmm. how you can see it in somebody else and they can't see it in themselves sure and that is the absolute rocket fuel for me to keep doing this that's yeah. amazing that's awesome yeah. well that, that kind of is going to lead us into the next section of, of what we're doing we're going to take a short 30 second break uh and then when we come back we'll talk about what inspires she kind of started touching on it already so we'll get right back into it we'll be back in a short 30 and we're back here at java chat hanging out with susan de lorenzo uh life coach author speaker um life changer completely both personally and of course as a coach for others uh, we were talking a little bit. She started le- leaning into what what motivates her and what inspires her. And you guys all know that's the second section of this this uh, this particular podcast. So, what motivates Susan De Lorenzo? What gets you? What 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 moves you? The people I'm going to speak to, and the people I'm reaching, I I feel them because I was them. Mm. I I really 
just settled in my life at such a low place, had such a low opinion of myself. I used my life as evidence of what a loser I was. Wow. Uh, unhappy marriage, a job I was bored in. I just kept looking around me thinking, this is the validation that this is you, Susan. You know, too bad. Right. <laughs> you know, so just smack that smile back on your face and go to work and do this. Now, yeah, I had a beautiful child. That was mm -hmm. like the light of my life. And, mm -hmm. and he's still around, I'm happy to say. Awesome. Awesome. Um, but yeah, that was no, Mike, I don't think it breaks my heart to see people like that because mm -hmm. I was them and I know you don't have to stay like that. And so just pulling it apart to know. There, nobody's coming to save us, Mike. We got to save ourselves. There's lots of help around there. There's lots of resources, mm -hmm. but we have to make the decision. Making the decision, not waiting to see what happens. I used to wish and pray and wait for miracles, <laughs> all of that. Well, we are the miracle. We are the miracle when we, when we ignite the decision. And we say, what if there's more? What if I don't even know what it looks like, but I know it's not this? And then we start pulling the breadcrumbs. And we talk about in coaching uh, the two spiritual signals, longing and discontent. Mm. And over the years, a lot of us push down the longing. We make excuses over why we can't do this. Mm -hmm. Have we already screwed up? That's mm -hmm. out the window. Right. But guess what never goes away? Discontent. Discontent keeps going. This isn't me. How much longer do we have to do this? You know, and, and we numb ourselves. I numbed myself with food for from teenage years into, uh, God, almost 30 years. And it was a horrible addiction. And it, you would never know again. I may have been like 10 pounds overweight. You wouldn't know that I was medicating myself this way yeah 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 and and so everybody has their way of not looking at the monster in the closet and that was my way and it took a lot well it took that brick upside the head cancer and divorce mm -hmm. uh to to free me <clears throat> into saying okay the, the the house has been cleaned where are you going to put in the house now why does it take so much though i mean you would think that humans were intelligent enough <laughs> Um, to recognize that when they're when they're in a situation like that, that they've they've walked into, they've walked into their own doldrums. They've they've stuck themselves in their own swamp, and it's kind of like, why are you still there? <laughs> How do you I not see this? <laughs> yeah, it's what you and I said a little bit earlier, Mike. These family patterns, and you mm -hmm. inherit them, and it's almost like you're given a script, and you play this part, and it isn't until the lights come on or they're knocked out of you for a little while <laughs> and you get a new choice. You get to choose again. Now the invitation is always there for all of us, right? And some people don't have to go through a massive um, upheaval in their lives, nice. but there's something about them that either finishes them off or you hear how many stories are like mine are there? Yeah. A gazillion. There's yeah. Yeah. Consistently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With no, with no short supply of new ones. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like I, I keep imagining that the ones that finally reach that, that bottom spot, it's like uh, you think of uh, – we were just sitting there chatting a little bit about how people are given a script and they have a tendency to 
read it and play it, you know, like yeah. as if, the, as if that was the director of their life. And yeah. I, I kind of, I had asked the question of why does it take like a brick in the head? And, and of course, my first thing is thinking about some Italian guy from New York with a brick going, Hey buddy, here, take one for me, <clears throat> you know? <laughs> And, and it's the only way that you're actually going to wake up and just like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea. I need to do something different. I don't understand why humans, to this day, I still don't understand. I should ask Jordan Peterson. I'm sure he'd probably have a wonderful explanation of this. Um, I don't understand why people would rather sit mm -hmm. in that space reading the script they were handed rather than realizing, no, actually, you're the writer. No, actually, you're the director. No one told you to do this. At first, you were told because mm -hmm. you were being raised. Once you were released, I don't, I think half of it is, is that, and, and I could be wrong, parents don't have that conversation with their kids going, whatever it is that we taught you, it was enough to get you by. The rest of it, you figure out. Yeah, we did the best we could. We weren't we were, perfect. Nope, yeah. nope, we yeah. weren't perfect. We did what we could with what we have. You have the potential to do 10 times better than we did. So go do it. Yeah, wouldn't you love that conversation, Mike? <laughs> I, I've, already ha I've already had it with my son. I'm just yes, like, look, dude, yes, I, yes, you're way indeed. more talented than I am. You have a lot more skills than I do. You do things on the computer that I couldn't even begin to think, you know, uh, why are you still here? <laughs> kind of thing i yeah. didn't tell him that it's just like why are you still why are you still hanging out and you it's got that so thing much we were saying about young people though wasn't it yeah and and i remembered it you were saying this mike i'm sure you had something like this i knew i was in a bad marriage i knew mm -hmm. i wasn't crazy about my job mm -hmm. uh, that would bubble up when i was saying discontent doesn't leave you alone no it doesn't but i hated the idea of having to do something about it I already had a baby. I'm like, oh my God, I can't, you know. Mm -hmm. And I would have fantasies about how somehow this guy would just kind of go away somewhere and I'd go on and have this, you know, I didn't, it wasn't like I wished him any ill. I just magically no, 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 was going to have a, hey, you know. Hey, could you just leave for a while? Just come back in a few <laughs> years. This be fine. Just, it's, it's okay. No, go ahead. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, just some magic was supposed to happen. I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> Wake up in the morning like home alone. They forgot me. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, I knew that there were problems. I didn't want to address it. It was just too much. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I say, when you don't do it often, the universe does it for you. Oh, yeah. It'll, 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 and it comes in a nicely wrapped. <laughs> oh, yeah. With a bow. <laughs> yeah. That's what I call adversity. Yeah. A gift in crappy wrapping paper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You remember the brown wrapping paper that we used to put around our, our, our books for, yes. for makeshift covers? Yeah. <laughs> Wrinkled, tattered, beat up yep. by the end of the year. Yep. Yeah. That kind With of packaging. Scribbly pens. With scribble pens all over it, yeah. <laughs> and, and, all yeah. Kinds of, and all kinds of crap notes about, I don't like Susie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of those weird things that we used to post oh, yeah that yeah, or, kind of the, or the yeah the doodles yeah the doodles sure. oh my gosh the doodles <laughs> yeah. i remember oh the doodles God. i used to my best doodle the the tasmanian devil when he was spinning that was you know that was the easiest one <laughs> i used to do thing from the adams family oh yes <laughs> all right we're going way off topic <laughs> but it's but it but it's in, a, in an odd kind of messed up yeah. way it's relevant <laughs> yeah because that's, that's what adversity is. That's exactly adversity. Yep. Yeah. It's all over the place. No one knows what the hell you were doing. Now, half the time, you didn't know what you were doing. 
but that's but that's and I think once we've once we've taken stock of the fact that that's what we were doing, um, it may become a little easier to take a step back and go, hmm, yeah, I don't like that gift. I need to change it. Yeah, I've noticed that young people don't want the same jobs that we used to, you know, those corporate cubicle jobs, oh, they hate or the those. call center jobs, or they cannot even staff enough people in those places half the time. And I think we're changing the way it, the world works because of the young people. I think and, that's a, that's a part of it. Um, I do know for a fact that call centers have high turnover rates anyway. Yes. Um, they're horrible. You put a, a Gen Z or millennial in there. They don't do too good. There are a few that do, don't get me wrong, but it's mm. fairly rare. You're right. Um, I, I know a few call centers. They, we have a couple here in Nevada and man, the turnover rate's insane. Yeah. And, and, and that's just for the customer service one. That's not even for the ones that do the selling. So well, think of, about the whole process, Mike, though. It's School, horrible. And yeah. we're assimilating. We're going to yeah. take the test this way. Yeah. We're going to do this so we can be good little workers when we come out, <laughs> you know? And yeah, yeah. So thank God people are going, hey, this isn't working. I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what it takes. It yeah. takes that. It's it's funny because, it, and, and with technology being so much better um, than it used to be when we were kids, I, you know, there's so many more opportunities to, to, do the same things that these phone rooms have done in the past uh, mm -hmm. without being invasive. Uh, and, and, and hilariously enough, I still get phone calls, you know, the, the telemarketing and all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, I didn't, you guys are still doing this. You guys are still here. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> where's this phone oh. room? You know? And it's like, you kind of, you, you kind of wonder, it's like, cause there's only a few people that actually have them right. um, at least here in Nevada. And right. we, we kind of know them. And they're, they, they do different things. Like, the, of course, there's the big tech and the med, the med guys. Mm, we know where mm -hmm. they're located and stuff. And it's just like, what, why are you guys still open? I mean, there's yeah. so much. Oh, it's the personal touch. What? <laughs> Not by what I look out of your walls and the amount, of, the, the amount of restrictions that you put on people sitting in a cubicle with a headset on their head telling them this is what you say. Oh, yeah. It's you, like being in a kennel. Yeah, you've, you've, you've completely <laughs> yeah. taken away any yeah. any any possible creativity yeah. that that human has, being able to be so, shared. So let's say we're breaking out of this kind of a mold, right? Mm, yep. Of of the way people work and who we are, because yeah. that's very safe, isn't it? It you is. You get paycheck, you get benefits, and all this other stuff. Right up until if you get fired. We, yeah. Uh, but what happens when you? decide it's not going to be this i got to do something differently you got to be willing to fall on your face to find out what's going to work because you're going to find a lot of things that don't work and there's got to need to be some real bravery and openness and starting to get clear about what it would look like for you to be happy in, in work mm -hmm. and it might mean you're going to have to create that job it might mean mm -hmm. that you see a need for something and a lot of times we're told you're too young, you're too old, you know, you got to be at this level in life before you even go for the big stuff, right? But a lot of people learn by falling on their face. A lot of people have big failures. Yeah. And, and if they don't quit there, they're going to find some gold there. It's very much like adversity. Interesting. Right? Interestingly enough, to, to add on to your point, um, Huge failures don't mean huge wins. Huge failures could mean mediocre wins, but enough that you've gotten forward and off of where you were. Right. 
And I think a lot of, I think a lot of, I think a lot of people, when we start talking like that, people start going, well, big fail means big win. Uh, no, no, not really. It Sometimes means, a little sale could win. be the big win. <laughs> the, the, uh, the tiny fail, post-its, the tiny fail could be the huge win. You know, and even then, so what's a huge win? If you're only thinking about finance, then you're missing the point of what a win can be. Oh, yeah. It's it's doing work you would do for free. That's the win for me. Yeah. It, it's just that feeling of I, whoever wants to read what I write or hear what I have to say and feels the benefit of it. In some way, mm-hmm. I made that's that that's a win, and getting to do what I get to do every day is the win. And so, what would that look like for who's listening right now? What right. would that look like for you? Mm-hmm. And it, maybe you don't know it. Maybe it's the breadcrumbs where you got to keep a little book, journal, or a note in your notes yeah. on your phone, and you're right. Got to got to work with people. Um, you know, got to be writing. Got to be face to face. Or I don't want to see anybody. I want to be. Right. <laughs> little room doing right right you know yeah you got you got people that are i need to be out in nature you got people that are i need to be completely focused on my computer or i I need like you said i need to be writing um i was a musician for 15 years i had a blast when i was playing but i didn't like all the stuff around it which is one of the reasons i stopped but it's like and i have a guitar so i do play when every once in a while i'll pull it out and just mess around Yeah. yeah But the, the idea of being able to like do this, share this kind of information, the idea of being able to help somebody through a situation, those are the things that motivate us. And that motivates a lot of the younger kids too. Yeah. I, I think you brought up a good point when you said it's both the young and the old that are, that are worried about whether or not it's actually going to happen. Yeah. Um, only if you put effort forth mm-hmm. and only if you decide to do something. If you decide otherwise, you've decided against it. And I think, remember, there are no rules. We think there are rules around this. Whose rules there, are they? Yeah. And it's really circumstantial, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and and other people imposing their beliefs on us, whether yep. we're too young or <clears throat> we're too old or whatever it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, your your music analogy made me think about, remember as a musician and you're just learning to play the piano, right? Or you're mm-hmm. just learning to play the guitar, whatever mm-hmm. you're learning your instrument on. Do you think you're going to go out there as a piano player and play Rachmaninoff or whatever that is for you? You know, Gershwin, whatever it is. Right. No, you got to start with something like Michael Rowe, the boat ashore or yep. something, right? Yep. And and yet, what happens? We want to play the next thing, the next thing, the next mm-hmm. thing. And you challenge and you challenge and you challenge. Yeah. You don't want yep. to st- keep playing the same old song. Well, that's how it is in your work life. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. Not these new goals of I will now master Excel 5.0. If you did and you loved that, that's great. Okay. <laughs> no, no uh, criticism there. That's None. real for you. None. Yeah. But um, what we're saying is, yeah, there's a next level and there's a next level. So let's take the full ride. And remember, it's it's nothing to judge ourselves on that you can't play Gershwin yet or whatever. Right. You're just mastering the next level mm-hmm. and not being humiliated. <laughs> you, yeah. Well, and that's another thing. Um, I think a lot of people are afraid of. There's still there's still this mentality of people worrying about what other people think about them, um, especially with the youth. Uh, when it comes to, well, I'm not good enough, or I, I have I'm not at that level of expertise. Okay. And. Yeah. You know you- your your skills still matter somewhere in the scheme of things in the scheme of life. You just haven't found where yet. Yeah. You know. Meanwhile, keep improving. 
so that you can get to a mastery level that you can be happy with. You can be happy with, you know, I can't play, uh, you know, I can't play piano very well at all. I'm a better guitarist and I still don't remember everything and I'm okay. But I've been told that I can sing well and I can play well. Okay. So it fits for that. Awesome. Somebody's happy. Yeah. That's enough for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be on stage playing for two twenty thousand people screaming at me, you know, like some of the jazz masters I love to watch, but it's, it, but it's enough. Same story here. I'm not the biggest podcast on, out in the podcast verse, but I'm one of them. And somebody out there is finding some value out of this. That's good enough for me. You know, I'll get to the next level when the time comes, you know, we've, we've had. It feels great, good, doesn't it? Yeah. Because I get good people like yourself, people that are, um, coaches, people that are uh, therapists, people that are uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, Mm. people that come in and share their stories. All the stories are very, very similar, by the way. It's really interesting. Um, And I aspire to bring people like a Jordan Peterson on to here. You know, I want, I want people like that to come and share their perspective because they have a lot of, they have a lot of substance, just like the rest of you. And that's why I have everybody here that I have now. Um, There are, there are quite a few that don't fit our format. Um, and we haven't invited they'll go somewhere else. Yeah. And, and, and they, they will go somewhere else and they'll be relevant where they're at. Right. This is the part that, that is really frustrating to me is that people worry so much about, well, what if this person doesn't like it? What if that person doesn't like it? Then they won't listen or they that's won't right. follow. And that's Something okay. Something for everyone out there, folks. And, and that's, and that's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. okay. And that, that, yeah. those, th- those three words took me years to get used to. And that's okay. I've had numerous mentors tell me that. It's like, you, you keep forgetting those three words, don't you? What? And that's okay. And I think I think if people, and, and the proper timing and usage for those three words as well, it's not just, well, you know, that sucked. I lost $10 million and that's okay. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. Time, time, time. Yeah, yeah. That's not what we meant. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to throw that again. But but using that, using that, and I'm sure you probably do this with your clients, using that as a means to understand that's just not where I belong right now. Yeah. It may be redirecting you. Yeah. It may be telling you not now or not yeah. this way. Yep. And and those are all good. That's the feedback you want, Mike. You want to know that. And uh, there's a great quote by Teddy Roosevelt, the president from mm-hmm. the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, all day. All day, every day. All yeah. day. <laughs> Boy, if there's not been truer words. Yeah, it's it's when you're comparing yourself to yourself, you've got the right comparison. Yes. Yeah. When you're comparing yourself to everybody else, you don't know what they're doing. You don't know what their life circumstances are. You don't know how much shit they've been through. No. You know, they may have been through more. They may have been through less. Yeah. What relevance does that have to your life? And, and my, most critics are the ones that haven't taken the chances that you and I are taking. Yeah, that, that goes back to the old, the master has tried and failed more times than the beginner ever even has started. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said some, oh my, yeah, you go said, ahead. You said something earlier about, um, that you made reference to another old cliche, water off a duck's back. Yes. Um, with the inference of, you know, everybody gets a little wet. Mm-hmm. We're not necessarily yeah. saying that, that, you know, it's just water off a duck's back. Right? Interestingly enough, even a duck's feet gets wet at least for a little while. Yeah. Uh, so just, just, to, just to kind of follow up on that, it's like, guys, you're not going to get through life unscathed. It's just not going to happen. No, even if I always say, you know, we, 
even if you sat on the couch, you know, if there's something that, that you need, Couch it's surfing gonna exists. Find its, it's real. <laughs> it's real. Trust me. Yeah. And no, yeah. you're right though. It will. It doesn't matter what you're doing or where you're doing it. It's, it's going to happen. Quality of life. Just yeah. being afraid of being out in life. You it's it causes real suffering. Yeah. And, and, you, and it, yeah, go you gotta, on. you gotta, you gotta get past it by, by at least being resilient enough to, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you ask yourself? Am I breathing? <laughs> that's for us older ones. Um, <laughs> actually, that's for the, that's for just about anybody. You're right. Yeah. What would be the first question we should be asking ourselves? What am I grateful for? Gratitude. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It, it, you know, the greatest, I mean, obviously, even when you think about one thing you're grateful for, your energy changes. Yeah, you it become does. more expansive. Mm -hmm. You become more optimistic. Mm -hmm. There's something, if you're in that low place, and, and think about Monday mornings for so many people, right. we put this horrible thing around Monday and then this great thing around Friday. <laughs> uh, you know? That's a problem, and, by the way. If you're living for yeah. the weekend, you got some problems. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, she's right. Look at that because yeah. if that's what you're looking forward to, only to get yourself completely destroyed before Monday and then worry about Monday, uh, yeah. I think you got it backwards. And I used to have that kind of mentality in that corporate job. That's but enough. it stopped. And this is a great piece of um, perspective for anybody who's in this situation where you're going for something else, but you're still in your old job. You got to change your identity while you're walking into that job. Mm -hmm. So instead of being the corporate cubicle worker who wanted to be the life coach one day, I started walking into that job as the life coach, mentally putting on that I'm a life coach doing this job right now. Mm -hmm. And there's something about it that makes it like a bridge to your next part of your life. You understand why you're there and it's actually easier to do the job mm -hmm. knowing in the meantime, what am I doing? I'm writing. I'm getting clients. I'm working it out so that I'm becoming while I'm serving this other job. Mm -hmm. If you're just serving this job and dreaming of someday, mm -hmm. it's going to be really hard to stay in yeah. that job. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, that's killer. Oh, I hate having to do these breaks. But we got another 30 seconds we're going to take. When we come back, we're going to Sounds talk about good. where Susan is going. What's next for Susan? So about 30 seconds, we'll be right back. So we're having so much fun here. We're actually laughing even on the show breaks. Um, just just about you know how we're how we're doing here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as we we do these check ins on the breaks, and we want to make sure everybody's doing okay, and and we're just cracking up because of how much we're we're actually enjoying this. And we're having a good time doing it. Definitely. Um, and we're and we're catching ourselves in some of our own habits. <laughs> yes. It is. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um. What's next for Susan? What I mean, obviously you're you you you're built a, a practice. You're you're moving. You got the book coming out. What's there's what's, always what the else next is level, coming? Isn't yeah, there? what what yeah. else is coming? Well, is making sure the word well like this, getting the word out about the book, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and really making it making sure it gets into the right hands of people that can actually use this mm -hmm. and inspire people to to really um, get help. It's hard to be the Lone Ranger and rebuild your life. I've mm. had to get help through therapists, life coaches, seminars, keeping people smarter people than me around, mm -hmm. <laughs> more mm -hmm. experienced people than me yep. around, 
to uh, guide me, even if it's listening to awesome YouTube speeches or whatever mm -hmm. it is that yep. comes around it, it's, it's like lifeblood. So um, being at that level, get of course, uh, attracting more clients. I love working with people. I sure. love speaking. I, I think next would be once the book is out to start my own podcast. I did have a short time had a, a radio show. Uh, 20, uh, 18 and 19, 2018 mm -hmm. and 19. So um, I can totally see myself popping into podcasting myself. I really would love to do that. But that's probably but, that's probably the best idea mm, for you, you to do. Um, yeah. The amount of the amount of stories that you can share and advice you can offer will be invaluable. I'm sure. So that that I I would say do it. Yeah, easier than putting a book in someone's hand. Probably. It, actually, yeah. Because um, I I have written a book as well. And the amount of work it takes to promote a book is insane. Mm -hmm. The amount of work it takes to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The amount of work it takes to promote a podcast isn't as, it's still work intensive, but it's not as heavy as having to promote a book as, as what's required to promote a book. It's, it's yeah. a little, it's a little easier. Yeah. Um, and you can play with that one online a lot easier as well. Um, especially if you, like you said, you keep the smarter people around you, they'll tell you, um, I've got interns that are smarter than me and oh yeah there's so, it's second nature for so I, many folks yeah that, yeah we're the i i'm definitely the more of the novice and the student yeah. <laughs> on that part yeah, yeah. i'm still learning too i'm still learning too um most of the obviously because of all of the the lockdowns that have been going on um are most of your presentations virtual right now or yeah and you know what's been wonderful is word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, um, I have a Facebook page. It's, uh, you know, facebook.com forward slash dream coach Susan. My business is life design coaching with Susan DiLorenzo. And on this Facebook page, I do little videos of overcoming adversity of little nice. things to do about low self-esteem or whatever is mm -hmm. your thing right now. And, um, and, and being able to put in boundaries. I have all kinds of things. So I get people that way too. They, they see something, a message resonates with them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they'll reach out. That's been more of 2020 for me. That's um, that's awesome. Yeah, and doing podcasts and things like that. That's been great too. Suggestion, if that becomes the case, um, if you can get somebody to show you how to use what's called an OBS, which is an open broadcast system, um, to start doing some lives where you oh. can actually invite people to come and join you and do just small little open sessions. Oh, I love that idea. I just yeah. wrote that down, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, there's, yeah. it's uh, OBS is a free software that you can download. It's a little bit of a learning curve. That's why I said mm -hmm. get somebody can teach you how to use it. But okay. once you've got that and you know how to do that, yeah, I could see you doing some live, hey, come come ask me anything kind of things. Oh, I love those kind of questions. Well, yeah. that's why I love podcast interviews too, is that we yeah. have these times back and forth like this. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's another way to do it. When is the book slated to come out? It's going to be next year. It's manuscript form now. I'm about to give it to my publisher. I'm self-publishing through Balboa Press, nice. a division of Hay House, which I mm -hmm. love because it's mm -hmm. all about transformation work. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'll keep you posted, Mike, but it's yeah. looking like mid, mid 2021. Awesome. Let us, yeah, absolutely. Let us know. Cause we'd be happy to promote it on our social and, and, you know, oh, of course we're going to be promoting this on our, on all of our social, uh, guys for, for any of the links that you need, like what she's just mentioned and her website and her book and everything that'll all be down in the comments section. Um, wow. We just made it. 
Awesome. <laughs> with, a, with a couple minutes to spare. Um, <laughs> the first stuff. time around, we always try to keep we always try to keep it to format. Second time around, you know, if we can, can have Susan back one day to share some of the stories and some other insights, it it, it can roll as long as it needs to roll. Um, but for for the most part, if you guys have any questions for Susan, mm. um, she will have the link for both YouTube and um, Anchor. So feel free to ask a question in the comments if you're watching this. Definitely. She'll be able to come back and answer um, yes. or or hit one of the links, go on over to where she's at and ask her there. You're more yeah. than welcome to. Definitely. We, we would love for that to happen. Uh, if you're listening to, if you're watching us on YouTube, obviously make sure you're hitting the subscribe button. Boy, you know, I had a cup of coffee and my tongue's up already checking out. What's this Java chat all about? Yeah, right. <laughs> Talking chats about caffeine, having a good time talking to friends. Um, make sure that you hit the subscribe button and the bell next to it so that you're uh, alerted to the next time we have a wonderful guest like Susan on. Uh, we post twice a week right now. Next year, we're going to try to keep that possibly even more. Um, there is a consideration that we may go long form, uh, which will be very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotta see it. Yeah, it, it, yeah, because that's then it becomes it, an example of long form is Joe Rogan. It's a two oh, hour yeah. show. Oh, yeah, that yeah. is long form. <laughs> yeah, it's very long form. I don't yeah. know that I want to go that long, but <laughs> I've had guests already where we've gone long enough to be about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes, and that's close enough. Um, so, yeah, we may do that next year. If you're listening to us on any of the podcast platforms, there's about 11 or 12 of them. Make sure you subscribe there. Um, if you wouldn't mind, if you like what you hear, please write a review on okay. any one of those platforms. Uh, if you're listening to us on anchor.fm, thanks for hanging out at our home base. Feel free to give us some support there. Every little bit helps. Uh, thank you, Susan, for coming and hanging out thanks, with us. Thanks, really appreciate you. That's an awesome. Um, and wishing your listeners all the best, too. Have oh. a great one guys yeah thank you very much uh for susan de lorenzo myself coffee with mike stay up stay safe stay healthy and live ciao for now for more information on java chat visit www.javachatpodcast.com you've been listening to coffee with mike on java chat Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.